Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. A little late on that, aren't we, Noah? I got distracted. Late. Uh, I I also got distracted by your sparkles, which I I just said you you look sparkly today, and you said I'm going somewhere, and I said where? You look all dressed up, and you said. I'm going to the gynecologist. <laughs> I'm trying to distract. It's the Met Gala theme this year. It's gynecologist. Um, you look, yeah. That's like a. Am I? Am I? Are my eyes deceiving me? That's a sparkly top. No. Yeah, it is. Where'd you get that? Uh, anthropology. You get everything. You love anthropology. That's where Brenna used to work. Miss you so much, Brenna. Baby, baby, mm-hmm. kisses. Uh, Andrew's here at the top of the show. How's the uh, gyne- How old is the gynecologist? Uh, she's a, she's someone new. I'm meeting her okay. for the first time today. Oh, great. Uh, kind of on the young side. Great. And I can't wait to show my her therapist my therapist is on the young side. I'm going to a couples counselor right now. Yeah. With great. the person that I'm not even in a couple with. Well, yeah. It's, you know. This <laughs> Makes is, sense. This is woke as shit, you know? Yeah, like, it's pretty you're progressive. Not, we're not even a couple and we're going to, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, but she's young. You How know? old do you think? 
She's probably my age. Yeah. So you're like she married. Um, I haven't noticed. Yeah. But she got her start in eating disorders, which I didn't know. But I was yesterday. So did I got you. there. I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Andrew, what the fuck? You're so funny. Stop it. <laughs> that was a classic. That's that's that that, that is like, that encapsulates. Yeah. Why you're funny. Thank you. That's it. Like that line right there. That is so fun. That was so fucking funny. Um, so Crying. we, I got into the, the office yesterday or I went in. So I go individually cause she wanted to get our backstories and then we go in together and I went in individually and I'm looking on her shelf. She has attached, which I was like, dude, I'm reading that. It's blowing <laughs> my goddamn mind. And then I go, oh, you have a lot of Al-Anon literature, which is stuff that I've been familiar with in the past. And I was like, that's cool. And I was like, oh, my God, you have re- Eating by the Light of the Moon, which is a if you have any kind of eating disorder or just struggle as a woman with body image, that book I told all my friends about. It's a very spiritual book, but it's just a it's almost like fiction. And it's a great book. And, and it's rare that I have ever seen someone reading that. I, I think I found out about it in some, you know. I don't even know where I found it. You'd never read about it. And I was like, you have eating by the light of the moon. She was like, yeah, I actually got my start in eating disorder. I was like, oh, awesome. And and now she does marriage counseling. I don't know if she's married though, but she is hot. I love that you do this with the therapist where you break. It's, uh, do you remember um, the Matt Damon? What's the Matt Damon Ben Affleck movie? The first oh, one. Oh, Good Will Hunting. I mean, I, I just watched Louis K's special. Oh yeah, so where I, he talks shit about it. Yeah. But but he's in the therapist's office and he's looking at the different books and he's questioning the books and then he's looking, remember he's looking at the painting oh, and he goes, yeah. oh, this is a sad paint. He's like, you painted this? He's like, this guy lost something in the, yeah, and then he never got it. And he's talking about his wife. He and then psychoanalyze. Yeah, yeah, before the, <laughs> but that's Listen, interesting. That's something I would never do. This girl I would and never. I, I could be a therapist. I think in another For, world, yeah. like that is, it's just the way I speak. I like to, I get people to talk about things that they feel easy. I'm good at it. Yes. And, um, but I also realize I'm not fucking educated and this woman knows a lot more than me, but she's probably my age, maybe younger. And, um, She's really cute and she's good. She's just really good. It's like young doctors sometimes make you give you a sense of dis-ease. But for me, I'm like, no, they just got out of school. They have just read all the most. Re- they're still hungry for knowledge. They're still excited about what they do generally. And they've learned a new. They're not. They don't have the old mentality in their brain. They're not reading that the DSM one. They're reading the DSM six. Try. It's hard to train an old dog new tricks. So like these yeah. older doctors. They're like, oh, just cut yourself and bleed out. Just keep your emotions in. What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you here? doing? Stop being a pussy. And I've never once <laughs> laid down on a couch. By the way, if anyone is opposed to therapy because you think you'll have to lay down on a couch. That's the only reason why I got in. <laughs> you have to, there's no couch? I have it's to like, sit? Where's the bed? But um, yeah, she just out all these books and it was- But what makes a good therapist to you? To me, it's someone who is, um, I like someone who's able to- bring perspective to my thoughts and my patterns that I had never considered before. Yeah. And you go, it's almost like a good comedian. As I was saying yesterday about, or two days ago about the Louis CK joke about fly air travel, it changed mm-hmm. the way I thought about it forever. Never going to complain about a delay again in the way that I used to. And I think a therapist has a way of going, okay, well, I've noticed something here. Big picture. I've noticed that when he does this, you do this. And you doing that triggers him to do that. Then that thing that he does triggers you to feel do that. And then that goes back. She took out a whiteboard at one point, point and drew a, like an infinity mm-hmm. sign. Yeah. And and drew the the loop of 
what the the pattern that we're in this dance that so will always do, lead back to why the, why does it keep repeating itself um i i don't want to talk in specifics because i no 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 i'm saying in generalities like why do you think because all humans do well, that I'll tell because you, attach, it feels attachment comfort theory, right attachment theory oh, we says, took a test last night so me, i'm me interested to hear what yeah. you said but to answer Ooh. your question first of all we are trying to finish the story that our childhoods started so our childhood we didn't close that chapter and we're trying to finish that book of the story of i didn't get i'm not lovable um mom and dad abandoned whatever it is i'm we we want to keep that going. You don't even if it's painful. Saying goodbye to painful things is still hard. Or change, and we like what we know, and what we know is what we grew up with. Now, when you talk about attachment style, from what I understand, the reason that people who are let's say an anxious attachment style, which is mine, which is like, oh my god, are, you're gonna abandon me? Like, uh, I get clingy and like, wait, what does this mean? He's gonna he's gonna he doesn't like me anymore. Why do I go after? Why do why are we so attracted to avoidance? Who are the people that are giving us that well researchers go why is that this seems to be the opposite of what these people would want these people should want something secure but when we it validates our feeling about ourselves Mm. so when i go out on a date with a secure guy who calls me back doesn't seem to be shifty or change his mood or like me one second and then not like me the next is just consistent it doesn't validate my belief about myself which is i'm unlovable and as much as I don't want to be unlovable, I also don't want to be incorrect. Mm. And I know I'm right mm. that I'm unlovable. So I would I would prefer to be right. And this is all subconscious. I mean, if, no, if I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I would prefer that the things that this person, how this person treats me is in line with how I feel about myself yeah. than for that person to not like me. Because it's it validates what it, – so when someone's avoidant, they always go after an anxious person because it validates their fe- their feeling that everyone wants something from them. They're better off on their own. People are, need too much. So they go after people that validate that need and say, see, she's so needy. Well, of course she is. Yep. She's anxious attached. Because you've been avoidant. So where no, does no, no, it start? No, 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 no. It's not because you've been avoidant. It's because she's anxious attached. No, You're, I understand that. But I'm saying, though, if he's avoidant, like where, who starts people first? Are, no, anxious attached people and avoidant. They aren't, they're triggered, they, they will be triggered by each other That's to what I'm act out, but they're always going to be that way. So they'll even get triggered Wait, hold by on, I want to stop you right there. Because you, it, it's possible to change it. Yes, but I mean like it, you. It's not like a stamp forever. Your baseline though, like I will always be anxious attached. Like I'll, I'm anxious attached. It's literally my identity. I can get to a place where I feel secure in a relationship. Yes. And I do believe that I could become secure attached, but I can be happy as an anxious attached the rest of my life if I'm with someone who whenever, you know, my, the call goes to voicemail yes. and I and I start spiraling like they don't like me anymore. They, they can just okay. they can make me feel okay and not avoid me the rest of the time and 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 avoidant people, they seek out anxious attached people because those uh, avoidant people believe that they're better on their own. That people are too needy. That I'm going to lose some part of myself by giving by being in a partnership. And if you believe all of those are your core beliefs, being with someone who's secure that doesn't need you and isn't yeah. being needy is going to make you feel like you're you've been wrong all along, which is a much more uncomfortable feeling than being overly by be, being with someone who needs you. Mm-hmm. Noah, does this check out? So it's so I just want to use myself as an example because I was very anxious attached and Avi was super avoidant attached. 
And uh, we both read that book. We both understood things about ourselves. And I think he transitioned to secure. And then that yeah. helped me get there too, where things that I used to be like, Anya also shared with me today that Matt used to be avoidant and now he's super secure. Yeah. And so I do believe that it's possible to have a a well-balanced relationship as long as both people are communicating and understanding what's going on. My point is like, you know, when you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, even if you're not drinking. So I, I will always be anxious. I will always, it will always be in my nature if given the opportunity, even if I'm secure, I can be secure in a relationship. Anxious, attached, and you know, avoidant people can feel secure. But when they are triggered, yeah. either way, by someone who needs too much from them or someone who is, uh, you know, on an airplane and doesn't have Wi-Fi, we will veer towards that way yep. sooner than someone who is born secure with secure, uh, you know, who had parents that were there for but them. That's that on met us, though. That is on us. Do you agree? Yes, and that's. I agree, and and you know, in the book they say I'm reading the book about um, avoided, and I actually have some avoidant behaviors as well, and th- it, it they offer all of these adv- uh, advice points for people with anxious attachment of how to combat those those triggers that send you into those places of just misery and yeah, unknowing. Yeah, because you'd really, I mean, the ideal spot to really get to is to get to secure without the other person's reaction or without the other person but i mean book, I, this book actually says that no we need other people oh you do we, yeah it's, it's okay to, to not shepherd to, them you don't need you don't need we took to, we oh, sorry. everyone this was the most this was the thing that blew me away about this book was that it said we there's this new culture of if you need someone it's codependent like being yeah. a couple and that you're not you shouldn't be in a relationship until you love yourself and you're enough for yourself and it's just not true. Yeah. People do people become better people with the help of people. For sure. And it's okay to admit that. Um, and one more thing I want to say is that they offer all these suggestions for for anxious people to cope with it. But avoidant, it's a little bit trickier to cure because avoidant people aren't looking to assuage fear. Their their fears aren't, I need to fix it. Their fears are I need to go away from anything that could help me. So they push, they're less likely to seek out help and to be a little bit more stubborn when it comes to changing than an anxious person who might be more, might, be, but they both have things that they can do that can make them secure. Yeah. We, we took it, I think it's a different test. I mean, it was the quickest one essentially possible, yeah. but we both came up, me and Brenna, I miss you, baby, kisses all Love over. Um, we both came up fearful, avoidant. Which Wow, they said that fearful avoidant people never find each other. It is so rare that two fearful avoidants end up together. Yeah, and we read about like we read about it a little bit and it was funny. At one point we're like, Okay, enough of this, which is so fearful avoidant <laughs> to be like, I don't want to hear about why we wouldn't be compatible. But what we got to after like reading this stuff and listening is like here we are, two avoidant people that wouldn't mind being alone, but we're so happy with each other. So we're going against our natural I think instinct. You're secure. So you're that's both, kind of like a beautiful thing to me because you're both headed towards secure. Yeah, because yeah. we're both like like we're both like we're we're both okay being alone. We're choosing each other. But we're choosing. It feels like a more let of a choice. Let me ask you that it's not like you need each other. But let me ask you but this. But I'm sure we kind of need each other. Too. When you when do you get triggered um like can I ask you some questions in the avoidant chapter yeah. real quick? Let me just yes. pull this up. I love because this. I am interested in hearing um, 
how you why you resonate with the avoidant type of uh, uh, attachment. If you think about it, I was single for 20 years. You know, and a lot of it had to do, I think I was avoiding in a way where I didn't love myself. So I, so instead of like you saying like, oh, this, I, I find an avoidant person because it shows that they can't right. love me. I tried to find nobody. So it shows that they can't love me. Right. To prove so, that I'm not worthy of a relationship. You, you. You don't want to seek out anyone because it will probably fall through and it will val it will it'll, val yeah. it'll say that you're unlovable. But it 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 stay it you yeah it validates your belief about yourself, which is I'm better on my own. Yeah. So you don't even go out looking for it, as opposed to looking for people that are. It looks like you found someone who's also avoided. Kind of checks out. Okay, so this is interesting. Most of us are fascinated with people who go out into the world on their own without any hindrances or obligations, without feeling the need to address or consider others' needs. Um, this is people like Forrest Gump, Diane Fossey. Um, and then they were he was talking about the, the guy in that uh, John Krakauer book, Into the Wild. You know, that guy that went out and hiking. And ate a berry and died. Yeah, and like he just, the last guy that, you know, saw him before he went out on his final thing was like, can I get, can I give you a phone? Can I get the numbers of people who love you? Like, so to let anyone know, and he's like, I'll be okay on my own. And the truth is, he wasn't. And if he would have had any help, he wouldn't have died. Um, so what I wanted to see what you, okay. Um, maybe what resonates with you. Um, like, why do you think, though, that you're avoidant? Like, when you, do you, what makes you start to go panicking? I want to get to the part where it's like, where they say, uh, deactivating strategies, your everyday toolkit for keeping your partner at arm's length. Um, okay. Some common deactivating strategies. Um, these are things that avoidant people do. Saying, I'm not ready to commit, but staying together nonetheless, sometimes for years. Mm. Sounds familiar to me. Focusing on small imperfections in your partner, the way she, she or he talks, dresses, eats, fill in the blank, and allowing it to get in the way of your romantic feelings. Pining after an ex-girlfriend slash boyfriend, the phantom ex. Yeah. Flirting with others, a hurtful way to in introduce insecurity into the relationship. Not saying I love I you. I feel like I do a lot. While of implying that you do have feelings toward the other person. Pulling away when things go well. Not calling for several days after an intimate date. Forming relationships when in, with an impossible future, such as someone who is married. I literally am avoidant textbook <laughs> after this, but I also relate. To, how can I be both? I well, think that's it called fearful on, avoidant, on anxious avoidant. What, Noah? You could be different things. It depends on yeah, the relationship like that you're in. Masculine, feminine. It's also like when you're reading, like you're a Scorpio. Checking out mentally when your partner is talking to you. Keeping secrets and leaving things foggy to maintain your feeling of independence. I feel like you could maybe do some of that. Not yeah. like lying, but just like, I don't need to say every detail. Yes. Because I want to feel like Brenna I still have my Brenna said something so funny last night. She goes, you know, our relationship like isn't super deep because like, I don't think super deep. <laughs> it was like the funniest. Does, so <laughs> I think she does. Yeah, I think she thinks probably She's deeper so than sweet. I am. I was like really sad the other night and then she wrote me. I followed up with her because she was just, she helped me the other night. And then the next night I followed up with her and she was like, I just really want to, she always follows up and says like, I regret not doing this thing in the moment with you. Like one time she followed up with me to say, I feel like I was like talking about myself the whole time when we were sharing that thing. And I was like, 
oh my god no like I mm. loved that I would never in a million years be like Brett only talks about herself yeah. that's just not who you are yeah. so like just put th- that is not the way I would ever perceive you you just aren't that person there's no and the fact that you're even thinking about this equals you're not that person but then l- last night she or two nights ago she wrote me and she was like I wrote to her and she goes how are you by the way and she said I just want to read what she wrote it was so sweet you have the sweetest lady <laughs> she goes I wish I had given you a big hug last ni- night I felt horrible that you were feeling that way and I'm always here to talk just saying I wish I is better honestly than she if she had given me the hug yeah. because I'm uncomfortable with like hugs in the moment sometimes when I am on the brink of crying I don't want people to hug me because then I'll just feels lose like it patronizing too I'll lose it, it. Oh, and I okay. feel like they feel like they have to yeah. hug me and but the fact that she said I wish I had is more to me than a hug and but Brenna if you're listening totally hug me anytime you want but like that just that was so nice let me ask you about um uh, let's it's go through the anxious Because I heard a lot of the avoidance stuff and I didn't feel like... I know. That's why I want to go through anxious yeah. with you. Let's go to break and then we'll come back with some... Um, we'll, we'll do the checklist of anxious uh, attached and see if Andrew res- resonates with you in that way. And we'll do the news. Nice. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know 
know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good all right well we're back um we're talking attachment styles andrew you didn't really check out you didn't feel that the avoidant ones in the book attached really resonated with I, you i feel like the last past one. me oh like especially with friendships i was extremely like i was like oh this is going bad you're done oh you're i'm gone oh, no 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 it, it says avoidant is when things go good you pull away when it gets too That's close, weird. you pull away. Avoidant people don't want to get too close. The second it feels too intimate, they freak out and they run the other way. I've but had I guess that there's before. two different kind of intimates though, where to me. guys, I'll have this amazing night where we connect, and yeah. then the next day it's like, did that not happen? Like, why are you talking to me like it didn't happen? I think sometimes if it gets intimate, it's because they way, were on Ambien. Yeah, and they well, <laughs> the uh, probably more than that. And then no, but who knows? Uh, so uh, I feel like. With when when uh, was like what were we just talking about the avoidance? Sorry, uh, friends, friendships, uh, getting too close when things go good. Oh, when things go good or things get too intimate. I think there's two different sides of intimate that can scare me. Like, like or I'm sorry, one side scares me. The one that's loving and intimate. That's like we're connecting physical. and it's physical and even like emotional, looking in each other's eyes, saying I love you so much. I could do that stuff. stuff now. Like okay. that was hard for me. Good for you, but but. I do think when it gets intimate in a way where it's like, why are you acting this way? Like, we're really, like, breaking down each other and, like, why – and getting closer through, like well, – it sounds like you just don't like conflict. Yeah, and I you hate conflict. You hate it. You, we know that about you. Yeah. And Brenna, because my parents ma- fought Brenna every – might not know it, but, girl, I just figured it out recently. Andrew does not like to be confronted about – no one likes confrontation. Yeah. No one likes criti- criticism. Yeah. Even though on the other side of criticism – and a lot of times criticism is misinterpreted as be as judgment when really it's just like, hey, this thing you did hurt me 
and I don't, I'm not mad at you about it, but we have to acknowledge it hurt me and we have to find a way so it doesn't happen again. It doesn't yeah. mean you're a bad person. I don't think you purposely did it, but you did hurt my feelings and you don't need to get defensive right now. But that- You know what it is? Is my mother, mm-hmm. when she would try to be a mother and tell me, it's very sad, but like try to tell me like what to do or like how to live my life. And then I see her as an alcoholic in her room like just letting her life go away it was hard to take uh criticism or take any kind of it's the why am i not gonna i'm i'm not gonna put in the dryer sheet if you're leaving your bags out exactly that's what i'm saying so if you're if my mom is like drinking and letting her life go and then she's trying to tell me what to do with my life i'm like well your actions don't but she could be right i she could not only could she she could be right she She is is right. right yes but it's but it's very hard to take when you know when, what it's hard yeah. though about that is that that's her way of trying to show you love yeah and and show that she and be your mother but the mother you needed was a mother that wasn't drinking all day in her room that that was the only way she was able to have that connection with yeah. you and feel like she was still like a mother I know and it was it wasn't enough for you because like I was talking about this last night with a friend of saying like Sometimes I feel like, and I think a lot of people relate to this, you feel like your parents just don't know you mm-hmm. and, or they'll, they'll suggest something like, you know, sometimes my mom's like, wait, you like, yeah, let's an example of like, you know, make sure you eat before that flight. I mean, I do this to you a lot too. Like make sure you do this thing, but like they yeah. treat you like a child. Right. Or they say, um, Nikki, are you, are you really going to go on stage and not say a, like, sometimes my parents go. Because I'll say, I had the best time on stage. It turned into like a TED talk and people were moved by it. And my dad goes, well, people go to see you because they want to laugh. And I go, do you think that I am (laughs) like throwing, do you think that I'm doing something reckless with my career? I'm just, I'm sharing this because it was actually a good thing. I'm, I know what my job is, dad. I'm successful. Like, and it makes me feel like you don't know me. Like you think that I would think that. But he could be. Right in sure. that circumstance where but, like some people are I guess like, that's a bad example, but like, no, no, but you I'm just not feel trying like your parents to like, don't know you. Yes. Maybe they give you this Christmas. You're going to get it. We talked about this early on in the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, one time we were talking about, um, we did a top one, bottom one gifts we'd received. And we were talking about sometimes you get a gift and you just go, <laughs> this person doesn't know me at all. Not only do yeah. they not know my size, but I would never wear this. <laughs> yeah. I hate this type of fabric. <laughs> this, I don't like even supporting this company because they have human rights. <laughs> like you just feel like this person, a stranger could have like yeah, took a shot in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And done a better job than my mother who's, who, who loves me, who says she loves me. How can you love me if you don't know me? I'm really struggling with that because I was saying today, and I, I, you know, I, I hope my parents never hear this because I don't want them to think that I don't think they love me because they do. But for me, love is being interested in my feelings. That is how I interpret love. And when I'm in a relationship, realizing now through therapy, like for me to be in a relationship, this is this is not even a bad example. I don't want to be friends with or have anyone in my life claiming they love me who doesn't go. Why do you like Taylor Swift so much? What is it? Why? Like, try to get me there. I'm interested in you. I love you, and yeah. you love this thing so much. I wanna, I wanna kind of know. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give it. Like, if you have no, if you have no interest in understanding the people, if you love someone, you wanna like share the thing. You wanna get to know their friends. Like, you love these people. I wanna get to know do them. Do you feel like you do that with? Because I feel like I don't do that with I my do. own parents. 
And and then like I oh, get with my ups- own parents. No, you're that's right. what I'm saying. That's so, like, why it's different. I and know. you're right. And I and I you know. But you know what? It doesn't have to be a two way street. I'm their I daughter. Know. They're my parents. I didn't ask for them. They did ask for. But me. it was like it's so funny. You bring that. Like I was like you know my friend Aaron from college who I've known for 25 years to my dad, and he's like. Hmm. But I'm talking about love. No, no, I know that. Like, Andrew, but, uh, you, I feel loved by you because you are a special friend to me. Like, let's, any girls out there that have male friends, you know they're lacking in certain ways that your girlfriends, they just, they're not as emotional unless they're male comics, then they're very feminine energy. But they're always going to be less so than your most masculine energy female friend. It's just the way it is. They're not going to be, they're not going to care about the same shit you care about. But like, in terms of my Taylor Swift thing or a movie I like or a song I like, you always you always ask like you always give me space for that. Even if you don't want to hear it, you always give space for like I you like this thing so much. OK, I'll give it a shot because I love you. So that love to me is like being interested in things that and bring that person smart joy and that you would pick things that. We tend to, but you also are curious. You're like, yeah. why is it like you? Sometimes you go, oh wait, what's this song about? And and maybe I don't do that all the time for you, but I do feel like <laughs> even when it comes to Brenna, like I, 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 like I'm. I think I was more um, open to getting to know her because I trust you so much and I love mm-hmm. you so much that I'm like. I'm going to love anything you love. So this is only going to make my life richer. But it also shows. But when think, people aren't interested, I just go, you don't love me. But I think it starts with seeing that per- that person. Like, it'd be one thing if I just was hooking up with Brenna. And then you started seeing that, oh, I really started to have feelings for this woman. Which I probably, ha- you probably haven't seen from, like, a mature side of, like, oh, I care about this no, person I more No, I knew me. when you loved her. Yeah. But, like, Noah, like, for example, with you with jujitsu, like, I think I've, you know, we don't get to have these deep talks as much as we used to be able to even in person and even back then we didn't after our series show but i feel like you know in terms of as much as i can give you i go it checks out i love noah because i actually mm. care about the things she cares about and i want to know why does jujitsu make you happy what is it about buzzy that is so endearing to you like i don't get the cat thing i want to i want to see the world through your eyes much like you were describing how you want to have a child and see the world through their eyes i think I like to do that through the friends that I, the people I love. So that's so sweet. When I have a boyfriend or something, or a thank you, but like, does is that not the way other people feel? Like, am I really is is this unique in the sense that like I think I've nailed it down to like, love for me is wondering why I love Taylor Swift so much, and that's a dumb thing. But I'm a 37 year old woman who's obsessed with this woman who brings me so much joy. And if you're someone in my life who loves me and you don't have any curiosity about, maybe I, maybe this is something I could learn something from. Like Nikki is a smart person yeah. who has good taste. Clearly people who love me think I have good taste because I'm friends with them. So if they like themselves, I have good taste. Wouldn't you be curious as to why I am, I'm not, I just don't like Taylor Swift. I'm obsessed. Yes. Even if you don't care to be a fan of hers, wouldn't you like to understand why I am? Like Chris loves Formula One racing. I don't give a fuck about racing. Or at least I didn't think I did. But he's so passionate about it. It's curious to me why anyone could love something that much. And I go, explain it to me. I understand football. I understand baseball, like loving those things, even though I don't love them. There's, you've explained it to me a lot of why you love athletes and watching sports. Racing, this to me does not seem, I'm turning a steering wheel, does not seem like an athletic endeavor. 
But then he talks me through the pit crew and the teamwork and the, the drama, the drama, the 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 knee jerk, like how these guys are going so fast. They have to have better um, hand eye coordination than, than anyone. Anything, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god. I get to now enjoy this thing that I would yeah. never have enjoyed unless I loved this person and they showed me the way. And can I just go back to one thing though? Because the dad thing about the friend and you said it wasn't emotional, it is emotional because I love that friend. So like not like this. No, I'm I think you're telling me not. But I'm telling you that like for me. This is my my brain. But, but, but yeah, for You're in, telling my, in me, my interpretation of love. Yes. But I'm saying, though, you love Taylor Swift. I love my friend Aaron, who I've brought up to my father before. Or like, I'm just right. using Aaron as an example. Yes. Point being is that it's not being taken in by my dad, which he takes in other things. But like there's certain friendships or certain, you know, my brother might have dated someone for a year and my dad didn't even realize it. But... I don't know stories about, and I know you said it's on two-way street, but then it started to realize, like, I don't know stories about my dad because I never asked. Yeah. So it's like, mm. here I am judging someone so much, and I know I'm the son. You're the son. I know, parents, but you know I'm what sorry, I mean, we, though? Like, we give our parents so much leeway because we're, oh, well, we're not doing the same thing for them. You're a child. You're not supposed... You're not supposed to be there for your parents. You're not your parents' friend. You're not your parents' support system. You're not your parents, like you aren't the reason you're, like your parents who go, I live for my children. Well, that's on you, mom. You need to. But don't you get to an age where it reverses a little bit? Yes. It, you're, you know when your parents need you? When they get to be elderly and they can't wipe themselves and they're falling and they, they are being taken advantage of by telemarketers. They need you to come in when they <laughs> cognitively decline. But if you have parents that are, you're an adult child and your parents are depending on you for, you don't call enough. You don't stop by. I'm not your friend. You had me. You raised me. That is on, you had to do those things. You don't get to lord those over me and be like, well, I raised you. That's your fucking job. You literally signed up for that. I didn't sign up to be born. I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. Go. I am not the reason. You cannot make your identity a mother. And if you did, it ended with me moving out of the house. It's done. I'm 18. I'm not, if, if your only reason for living was being a mother, then I guess you have to die because I'm not going to keep being your child. And you have to have boundaries like that. So when my parents go, well, you don't ask about our lives. It's not, I, yes, I will try to show my love that way if you need to, if, and I will try to get to a place where, and the, by the way, I do. I love the Beatles because my dad loves the Beatles. I've seen it through his eyes. I love going to Goodwill and like turning and flipping a, a thing on eBay or learning about that because my mom has shown me that because I do love her. But when my parents, I really feel hurt that my parents have never said, what is it about Taylor Swift you love so much? Because to me, if I had a daughter that was obsessed, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm even going back to Dave Matthews. I mean, all of a sudden, 10th grade hits and I become a different person. I am only Dave Matthews obsessed. <laughs> it's all I talk about. It's all I think about. And for my parents to never go, play us your favorite song and like tell us why you like this, to me is like an egregious misstep on their part as showing their love. And I'll go back to your friend Andrew as an ex or Aaron as an yeah. example. My parents, when my friend committed suicide in high school, he was someone that I only knew through school. He never came over because he was a new friend. I'd only known him two weeks, but I got to know him very well in those two weeks. And he was Kirsten's friend and Kirsten was over at my house every fucking day. So, um, but when he committed suicide and I was sad about it, my parents said, 
we don't know this person. We've never even yeah. heard you talk about him. What are you sad about? And that is the same as the Aaron thing of like, I don't, if I haven't, if I don't, if I don't know of you, if it's I don't like a know about it, thing if you don't even know about your friend yeah. that well, why Can I do just I point care? something yeah. out, Nikki? I don't know if, if you realize that you did this, but in the beginning, in the first part of the show, you said as adults, we look to complete our childhood and relationships. Then you said that, um, you, you believe that love is when your partner wants to see the world through your eyes. Yeah. And now you just said that your parents have not done enough to see the world through your eyes about the things that you really care and about. that, yes. <laughs> Noah, you're right. Like, I keep choosing people, romantic partners, that have the same kind of love for me my parents did, which is, I love you. I say I love you. But it's And incomplete. I'm there for you. I provide for you. I got all the folders for you to go to school. I will buy you any whiteboards you need for your presentation. I will drive you to skating practice. I will dr- I'll drive you to your friends. I will clothe you. I'll feed you every single meal. But I don't want to I don't care about why you like Dave Matthews. And to me, <laughs> I'd rather make my own food and have you sit me down and let me play you a song and tell you why it means something to me than and maybe have to go use an old piece of cardboard from an old project and be like <laughs> And, you know, maybe I'm saying this because I had those things. Maybe you grew up with parents that were very emotionally available, but they you didn't have school supplies or they made you fend for yourself for dinner. And that felt very unloving to me. That's not how I, I I'm shown love is not acts of service. It's it's I don't even know what that but is. I what guess, is that I guess, love language? I guess people would go Taylor Swift uh, curiosity. <laughs> people, people would say people would go. Uh, you had those things so you could be sad about Dave Matthews. Like, yep. so if yeah, you didn't have those things, though, Dave Matthews wouldn't, like, it's like Dare growing up. I say, up, though, shelter, food, yes. are necessities. They are not things that your parents do for you yes. as a favor or to going the extra mile. That is, those are, bl- you, you, as born a human, you have a right to shoot mm-hmm. food and shelter, but you don't have a right to someone caring about your feelings. Yeah. And that is something that, Parents need. The I, other things, I don't think I was ever asked. Parents as a kid, need to stop this. I fed you. This is my house. I gave you this. I paid it's for like, your school. I didn't, of course, because you I have to do you that. Car. That's what you have to do. You're a parent. That you don't get an award for that. Shut up. Yeah. And 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 to parents out there that work really hard to provide those things for their kids, and they and they're probably listening to this, being like, "No, I do deserve a fucking thank you." You'll get it when you're old, and your kids provide those things for you. Shelter in a nursing home they find for you or letting them, you know, taking care of you, food, literally feeding you, you'll be a baby someday. But in the middle of that, when your kid is an adult and you're an adult, no, no, no more. Let's, let's try to meet each other's needs in other ways. How about we do this? How about we do this? Because this is hitting. Share this podcast with our parents. Well, this is hitting very close to home because one, my dad was a workaholic. He was avoidant in that way. He was very cut off emotionally because of that. And he just put everything into work. And, like, even at night, he was doing stocks. He wasn't – We, I don't think my dad – he did all those things. Shelter, food, all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, money. I, don't, yeah. I can't remember. And I know this sounds like, oh, you're being over dramatic. I can't remember one time my dad going, how are you feeling? Yeah. Or, like, where is your head at today? Like, I just don't remember ever doing that. And Me so neither. it's like and, – And then my mom didn't do it because she was an alcoholic. And she wasn't emotionally – uh, there for herself enough to to be there for me. And your dad was a workaholic, so my, he was. Your yeah. mom was in the bottle, and your dad went full throttle at work in, in a hospital. <laughs> a hospital. Hospital. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. 
Okay. We have listeners that are parents, right? Yeah. They probably have teenage kids. Maybe they have younger kids. Yeah. If you're at dinner tonight, tonight or sometime this month, what's like a great way to Love like us. maybe just stop? Maybe just like stop what the routine that you currently are at. You can change today. Today. And it might be awkward. Like parents feel awkward around their kids. And, and your well, kids you might be, be a teenager that's like, fuck you, mom. Ew, why are you asking about my feelings? Like yeah. it's going to be weird to suddenly do this. But it's not too late. And it will... It, and it shows you care because you're willing to change the thing, the way you've been doing it. You're not perfect because no one fucking is. So just, I think the best thing to do, if I'm putting myself, let me put myself in 13 year old Nikki Glazer, who is the biggest bitch possible and was not to be messed with or asked about or touched or like, yeah. show, like I would have in my parents with my Dave Matthews. I think, I think find what your child is interested in, whether it's Minecraft, whether it's, porn whether it's like reading <laughs> whether it's whatever coco melon like we're talking all ages here something your kid is passionate about and say porn why do you love this so much tell yeah. me what what does this do for you because i know that i have things like this in my life that make me just as happy as this thing makes you and i just want to understand I want to I wanna enjoy it as much as you do and see if I can get there. See if you can get me there. Or if you love what I do, like let's say your dad loves golf and you take a real strong. It's like I love the fact that you've taken such a liking in something that I like. Like it could also be that too, like acknowledging that like. Or you, like, hey, yeah. tell me something you've learned about this. What's, something, what's an interesting fact yeah. about BTS? Like, who's your favorite member of BTS? Why do you like Harry Styles so much? Like, honestly, even if your dad and your daughter is like horny, your young daughter <laughs> is horny for Harry Styles and you're kind of uncomfortable with it. Be what's like, it about his music? Hey, hey, yeah, yeah hon, what, what's your favorite Harry Styles lyric? What's like, just, um, just a dumb question like that. And honestly, you can blame it on me and say, okay, Tonight, we're doing something different at the dinner table. First of all, we're having dinner together. So yeah, yeah. sit down and we're trying <laughs> we something new. We don't that. have to do this again, but we're doing something uh. new tonight. I'm the, I'm the parent. I get to call the shots. And I listened to this podcast. And today they said, you know, they were talking about these, these two people have parents that they love so much that I, that I listen to. But they have things about their parents that, like, I don't want you guys to have those feelings about me when you grow up and have a podcast. So tonight, <laughs> I am trying to be a better parent. And I know this might be uncomfortable. And I know you might go, God, Mom, shut up. Yeah. But you're not getting up until you tell me one interesting thing about the thing that you love. Go. Round robin. Like, and, and not asking them how school went. Not asking them, um, did you have fun at your friends? This is, no one cares about that. Feelings. Check on your children's well, I think feelings. such a simple question of how are you feeling recently? Like That's I, you know, too fraught. It's like that makes you feel like you're in a counselor's office and they're like, do you think I'm on drugs or something? Like, why are you asking about my feelings? Yeah. Let's just start from like something your kid is passionate about, yeah. asking them why they love it. Because that's tapping into what does this make you feel like? But don't you feel like because we avoid that like uncomfortable fraud que question. Your kid's going to stomp okay, off maybe and go, you don't, mom, shut up. Maybe you don't start there, but maybe like you said, maybe like, I think that's why, you know, people end up in therapy because we avoid 
these like weird kind of intimate conversations yeah. and then the only person you could talk to about it is a fucking stranger because you've never talked literally you plop down on a couch and you you start talking about your feelings and it's my maybe sometimes the first time you've ever talked about yeah. your feelings that's we have to hire someone to ask us about our feelings save your children money in the back end save yourself <laughs> yeah, money because yeah. your kids will learn how to ask about feelings and then you'll get your needs met when yeah. they became become adults and and know how to tr- how to cherish other people's feelings and be interested and and show their love in that way i don't think there's a human being aside uh, sociopaths that don't want to communicate and be understood in regards to their feelings so don't 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 say no my kid's the exception you know unless you have a kid that's like nonverbal autistic i think that this is something that you can actually employ i think what it is too though i think at least in my situation my dad because of you know how the divorce went and the art he was probably afraid of asking he was like afraid of how we really felt and he didn't want to hear it so he avoided it you know and i think a lot of parents like if like your relationship didn't go well or if you're fighting a lot in front of the kid whatever it is you might not be asking how they're feeling because you're afraid of the truth Mm. but that avoiding that is a whole nother thing on your end and that, you like, know what this is a, and you might find out we weren't asking about the music we weren't they that like, angry about that or the tv show they like will give you the path towards that yeah because it's too much to bring up like when a dad just sits down danny T- tanner style on your bed and is like i want to talk about you walking in on me and mommy like that's too much or like i want to yeah. hear your feelings about m- your mom's death if you've never brought that up before, it is going to. Yeah. That's too much. That's ju- That's like just shoving <laughs> it in dry. Like you gotta Ooh, lube up favorite. your kids with some <laughs> cursory BTS. That's that you know uh, Korean band, pop, K-pop yeah. band. Ask about what they love because what they love is based upon it's valid. It's making them able to feel their feelings. I loved Saved by the Bell because it validated like popularity matters and I care about this thing. I feel less than I want to be a beautiful girl. Like there were things in saved by the bell that my mom could have asked about. Like why Zach Morris? What is it about him that you like so much? He's funny. Oh, so you like funny people. Let's talk about that. And that will be a movie someday that you ask Judd Apatow for an audition for. And he will say yes, three weeks later and you'll yeah. go audition for it. And then you won't do very well. And Opry Plaza will get the role, but at least you tried and you never get to babysit for him again. It's a good story to tell on your podcast really fast. Right. But yeah. before you go to break, not break news. News. The news. Apparently, <laughs> here it comes. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you oh, heard you heard first. it here first, folks. Hey. It's Wednesday. You know what that means? It is almost Christmas, and it's also Wednesday. Can I just say I'm we do Jew. have to go through the anxious attached things before um, yes. the end of the show? Final thought. You know what? I wouldn't even think of it. Well, you are fucking so secure fucking as shit, secure, dude. dude. Uh, What's the news today? And I hope everyone's having all the swells, except mm-hmm. for Danny. Danny. Yep. I like that name. I do too. That's a fun guy. You My brother was Danny growing up. Changed it to Dan. When he started making money. Making money. Listen, like you Danny don't want a, a Danny to invest your money. <laughs> you don't want a Danny oh, to I check out your Oh, I love Danny as a girl's name. Yeah. Yes. Like, There's a porn star name. that's really great. Danny, um, she did a segment for Not Safe, my show on Comedy Central. What was her name? Danny Fuck. She's so, Danny Fuck is her name. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, she, she does. A, hey. If I became a porn star, by the way, I don't need to change my name. No, not at all. You just changed Glazer to Glaze Her. I changed to Glazer? I barely know her. Would be my hyphenated. I mean, Nikki is... Is already a... You don't want a doctor Nikki. named Nikki. You don't want anything. Nikki. Nikki. Glazer. Hi, I'm Dr. Nikki Glazer. Oh, no, I trust that bitch. 
Listen, no, it puts office. sparkles on you for just, you. You just trusted that bitch. I just psychoanalyzed you a little bit. We got there. Hey, man. You got there, though. That was really that was really good. I think we just did a lot of good. If I was a porn star, I'd name myself Little Tiny Skinny Cock. Andrew Col- Col- Colin. Colin. And I would just take it in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> through the drawbridge door. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone, Lower the door! Someone said they laughed so hard when I called that little flap a doggy door. <laughs> 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 just like the dog like, whoop. It's like the back of like a truck, you know. Yeah, when they the put mud the, flaps. The I said mud, that too. Oh uh, yeah, you did say mud <laughs> okay, flaps. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, people are sharing the worst parts of sex that no one talks about. When the dong slips out, I don't mind that. Being on top means I'm dripping sweat from my face, and usually it's landing around my girlfriend's eyes and mouth. I like it. Taking a little too long to finish and then feeling embarrassed. And the more you think about it, the harder it is. These are not even. These are what? These are pedestrian, awkward sex things. Oh, you want to talk fun, about though. the worst parts of sex? Let's really go there. But I was performing oral sex on my boyfriend. My jaw dislocated. What about when you fart during sex? Let's yeah. go there. Like yeah, farting during sex. Um, your armpit making a fart. Your chest making a fart. Any kind of flatulent <laughs> noise. Getting fingered by someone who did not cut their fingernail. No. Uh, what about getting fingered when your pussy is dry? Like yeah. that is or that's after hell. Two shows or something. Or yeah. Or when you have two show pussy <laughs> and you kind of you know you weren't planning on someone going down on you or and and they do and you're like. Ugh, it's not my or toilet paper in your vagina. Let's talk about um, yeah. when a guy um, when a guy isn't uh, it, it loses his erection. I mean it, that and and that does happen to the hottest women with the guys that are so into them because I've gotten dry before because of nerves. Yeah, and like been just or because I'm not hydrated properly or just like in my head. It has nothing to do with like I'm old or I'm not into you. It's like. I, it means I'm not connected to my vagina because I'm so in my fucking head. Well, the same, and the same, same thing argument is with goes the, to when my dick goes soft. Exactly. And that's, I know that. Like, I never yeah. take, um, also having, think about well, putting can't blood anywhere else in your body for like 45 minutes without it going soft. That's just not like it, humanly the possible. The fact that any man can do it at all and get hard is a fucking feat of science like i don't they the, they get so hard it's like a, a bicep muscle it yeah. doesn't make sense and it's just it's not a muscle it's blood it's crazy bravo to you if you can even get half an erection and i did get one listener to write to me with small penis and said what should i tell women because i go into dates and i will get close to a woman and right before it gets intimate i will just pull away and that girl's got to think oh my god i probably he doesn't like me and it's because he has a small penis um which I don't want women to now go, oh, it wasn't me. He just has a small dick. Well, you this know? is the thing. Someone wrote me and they're like, yesterday you mentioned Nick and, and Ryan. Yeah. Nick's dick got brought up being big at the table. Ryan. Oh, Ryan's, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Ryan's dick. Yeah. Got, we don't know what Nick's packing, but yeah. Yeah, got brought up at the table. like, And then it was like, ooh. So it's like, does that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Oh. That. I'm I'm not den- I'm not saying that big dicks still won't get girls' attention. Yes, I'm saying much like a woman with long, luscious, flowing locks that make men go, "Oh, she's fertile. I'm attracted to that. I can't help it." Or big boobs does not make women with small boobs not deserving of yes. love. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Like we can still comment on big dicks and like, "Oh, it, it's good," but guess what? 
Like I said, I like big dicks because they've served as the molds for things that you're going to put in a duffel bag and bring over to my house. <laughs> so like I want big dicks inside me, but I don't need them attached to you. I don't care. And so I told this guy, don't tell a girl beforehand. Let her, let her open your pants th that way. And when she does see it, go, listen, I know this isn't what any of us wanted. Make a joke about it, right? <laughs> say, this isn't what I wanted. It probably isn't what you wanted. This is what I've got. But let me just say... If this isn't if this isn't enough for you, say something like, "I think I would want the guy to say." I'm trying to think. But of, isn't that too much? No, no, no. Because in the moment, no, be no, 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 no. I'm not saying to make make a joke, but you don't have to like do a soliloquy. No, but I just mean just say, "Listen, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't what you wanted." But listen, I'll take care of you in any way that you need, and you'll be quite all right. And then go down on her or finger her. Learn how to finger till yeah. she squirts. There's a way to do it. Like you can, you there's. And say, and if it does turn into soliloquy, say, and by the way, um, if you need a big dick, pick one out online, ship it to my house, and I'll bring it over next time. <laughs> also, and I'll fuck you be, with it. It could be funny to be like, to take your pants down and be like, that's you, a confident you're guy. You're going to be a handle? You, gonna, you think you could handle all this? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a great line. Yeah. That's a great line. And she'll Saying, be like, are you sure you can handle all this? Will this fit? <laughs> That is so funny. I'm sorry about your. It might I'm sorry the, to back of your throat. It might be the Larry David thing of when he gives Pat Oswalt the line of "I'm in the hot dog eating contest" to be funny, yeah, and then the girl doesn't, doesn't have work. a sense of humor because she doesn't expect it from him, and so he's like, "You got to be a funny guy to, to yeah. pull off that line." What but if, if she's you're listening like, to this? You're what funny. if she's like so serious? She's just like, "No, your dick's small, though." Oh my god! It's so, no, it's really small. Of course, that'll fit. It's tiny. No, I know that was the joke, though. Oh, uh, well, um, yeah, your dick is small. Where do we go from here? <laughs> hey, Noah, um, what is like something that comes to mind for you of like the most awkward things we don't talk about during sex that makes you go, oh, there's like a moment. Do you have any flashbacks of awkward things? From the list, uh, they mentioned um, people who don't cut their fingernails before fingering. Yeah. For me, it's like if there's, if there's dirt under the nails, and I yeah. noticed that as we're making out. What and if they get fingers... it from fingering me? <laughs> <laughs> that would also be awkward. <laughs> um, I never check a guy's fingernails. You know what's something I just I realized can't. I do? What? Sometimes, like, this is graphic. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to turn anyone on, but we're talking about sex openly. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times I will, I like a really, like, spitty blowjob. Like, I like oh. to, like... Oh, <laughs> wow! Keep going. He's really off that Zoloft. <laughs> well, Butin's really coming in clutch keep, for him. Keep going. So sometimes I like to gag myself so oh. that I can make more. Just stop it. I'll make like a lot of mucus, right? <laughs> yes, and like yes. spit to get it. The Carlisle effect. Yeah, Carlisle like makes a little watering hole in the back of her where you would jump, and that one kid drowned that summer. Like she makes a watering hole in the back of her throat with all the stuff, and then she like slurps it all over. I like really wet, spitty blowjobs. Sometimes though, whatever that thing is in me that says start making spit because like you're about to touch a dick or lick a dick, like it'll almost be like involuntary and I'll start doing it during making out and all of a sudden I'll have this amount of spit in my mouth where the guy just thinks I just in, like literally so much spit that as you're making out it just floods into their mouth or and that if anyone relates to that there is a hilarious clip from Magic Mike that I want to tell people about the Magic Mike show on HBO Max it's a new show that I'm on and it's a it honestly you guys I haven't seen it yet but I was on the finale episode and I filmed it this summer it's so the show, the premise for the show, it's on HBO Max. It's finding the next magic mic. I think that's the name of it. 
these regular Joe Schmo guys that have like dad bods that went through the pandemic, lost their mojo, either got dumped, got injured in the sport that they were really succeeding at. And then they now they are unemployed. They're driving for Uber. They decided to find all these guys and coach them to turn them into male strippers to get just to get their confidence back. Because to be able to strip on stage and own your masculinity up there and dance around, you got to be confident as fuck. And so I went in and at the end of the show, I realized I only saw these guys at the end and they're all like Chippendales. Like, yeah. But they all started off as Joe Schmoes. And what I learned was the same thing I learned in Dancing with the Stars is once you are gyrating on stage and you have your shirt off and all these things, there's nothing you can't do. That's the most embarrassing thing ever and you're doing it and people like it and you've overcome this fear of being ridiculous. These guys now can go out in the world and like they're they're going to be on the the... the the self-esteem these guys, this is a magical show. I was crying. There were emotions. But there's one scene that I get a lap dance during the show. Yeah. With I'm meeting the two like final contestants. And one of them, it, this is like a, a backstage area. I'm like, can you show me like what you got? I've like never had a lap dance. So he starts giving me a lap dance. And his dick is like right here. This isn't on TV. No, it's on TV. Oh, okay. I just saw the clip the other day and I came across it and I played it. My dad was sitting there. I go, sorry, dad. But his dick is in my face. How did you feel about that dick, Nick? <laughs> Did you love it? Like, was it like Dave Matthews for you? Honestly, <laughs> yes. No, this guy was so hot too. And he- um, How did it feel though to have like a flash well, what of I penis? Said was, what I said was, I have never been this close to a dick with my mouth without sucking it. And it feels Ooh. weird to not suck it. And it really did. Like, you don't get that close. You don't get a dick right here in your face this without your... going. Uh, and my mouth started watering involuntarily. And I wasn't even. It's not like I wanted to suck this guy's dick. It's just there's a dick in my face. Yeah. I'm going to suck it. Yeah. And so it was. I just commented. Like, I go, it's so weird. You're like a St. Bernard that's all not, food. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. But I wasn't horny for it. I want to I be very clear. Like, I wasn't like, I want to fuck. It was just. I almost have a Pavlov's response to like, there's a dick, thus get some water in your mouth. Get the, get, the, fill the gulch. Yeah. And it's so funny because I said, and they couldn't believe I said, I mean, if these were, and then the show goes on, you should, I wonder if they kept the clip in of me getting a really aggressive lap dance during the Magic Mike fi final performance in front of the crowd where a guy tried to simulate sex on me, like oral sex from behind, like it was insane. And, I would told them like I don't want, I'm not I'm a girl that goes just if if I ever go to strip club I don't want girls talking I don't want lap dances I don't want the attention on me I feel very sexually awkward I don't like that and they're very mindful of that on the show of like to be a good magic mic performer you have to feel which woman is is going to be embarrassed mm. and don't do this and which woman really wants it and which woman kind of wants it but is too shy like you got to read energies so they're really mindful get, of that like, they didn't fucking read my mind at all because I'm sitting at this table with the judges one of the guys comes over. And like takes my hand and like scoots my, they, they pull your chair out and everyone's like, whoa. And, and I'm looking at the guys that are the other judges that are the main people that do the show. And they go like, are you okay? Cause they already know that I don't like this. And I do, it's fine. You know, like, it's fine. Like, let me just play along. And he, from what I remember, he picks me up. No, he, oh, oh, oh my God. He pick, he lifts me up, bends me over, over across the chair and then starts dry slamming dry humping my butt like simulating fuck like active fucking like hard fucking while i'm wearing a skirt bent over he's clothed obviously but has no shirt on and i'm like and i'm just been overlooking at the table like 
and everyone's cheering and stuff. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll have them cut it. Like I can be a team player. And then they're like, they're seriously like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like the guy that created Magic Mike is like, ah, like don't do this to our celebrity guest judge. And then, <laughs> and then the guy, and this guy did not get the memo that don't do this to Nikki. The two guys I met with that are the finale, like the guys in the finale, they, they knew yeah. just to slow dance with me and just like be sweet. But these, the other guys in the show did not get the memo and they're, they're told like, we got to go to break. I'll come back and finish the story right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And we're back. So to conclude this, this guy goes from f- simulating fucking me in, in from behind. I like to say the ass because I prefer that, but you know, doggy yeah. style. And I'm bent over with my legs up over. He bends me over a chair like aggressively. Is your mouth wet at this point? <sighs> my asshole was. <laughs> it just it just gets wet. You know what Lube makes me just, think when you're this close to a penis and you're not sucking? It's your whole like airplane theory. It just reminds like yeah, the closeness. If you get this close, you're gonna either fall in love or suck a dick. It's like <laughs> it was immediate. <laughs> okay, so he's banging in the butt, and then and I hate this. Like I do not. No, I like, would hate it. I'm very sexual, yeah. but I do not like people hearing me have sex. I like talking about sex and talking graphically about my own sex life. I don't want to be a sex object ever in front of people. But I'm but I'm grinning and bearing it because this is the kind of show this is. Then the guy lifts me up like and I have a short skirt on and I feel like he lifted me like over his shoulder or something like it was crazy aggressive. This guy was really strong and hot and everything but he lifts me up and he's not my type though and uh, and I'm going like this trying to like put my hand where my fucking thong ass is to hide it and then he plops me down on the piano spreads my legs and like gets down on his knees to like simulate oral sex. And that is when I look over at the magic mic guy and I go, Mm-mm. and he rushes over and goes, no, 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 we're not doing this. Like, don't. Not on the piano. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not on the baby grand. Um, and, but it was like those shows, that's why I don't go to those shows is because I'm always scared I'm going to be that girl yeah, that you're gets gonna be called in. simulated sex on her. And these guys, I think he just thought based on my comedy and things that this guy thought, and she's the celebrity guest judge, this is probably what he did with Whitney Cummings the week before. Yeah. Whitney would be down for this kind of thing, I think. And she was a guest judge on the show, but I did not want it. And um, I got back to the table and I was kind of shaken up because it was embarrassing that it all came to a stop right away. And it was embarrassing that like I, this guy was doing these things to me that I didn't want done to me. And that I don't have, I literally, when he was doing that from behind, I go, I haven't had sex in two and a half years. This is the closest I've come to have, and it has to be with someone I don't know in front of hundreds of people and cameras. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. It was like a public proposal. It was terrible. (laughs) With someone you don't know. Yeah. It was not, and I'm not attracted to these, like, I'm not attracted to Magic Mike types at all. And so then we got back to the table, and they're all like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's fine. Like, they go, we are so, so, we, we don't know how that happened. Like, we told everyone like do not do like and i go don't get him in trouble he didn't know he thought i was down like it's it, it wasn't him taking advantage of me he really thought i was and you could see the rest of the show i think he had like kind of like 
deer in the headlights look of like, I just fucked up because I just, mm. the celebrity guest judge, I fucking grinded on and simulated, but it was really aggressive. And Emil was there. Emil saw it. Afterwards, I was just like, I was like, I don't want to even talk. Like, it was so embarrassing. It was so uncomfortable. I was really pissed off. I just want to say, though, that, that the whole production team handed, handled it really well. It was no one's fault. It was miscommunication. But if you are a girl that goes to one of those shows, by the way, the Magic Mike Vegas show is so fucking fun and so <laughs> cool. I really do recommend it. And you can just, I, I would have said no initially if I wasn't the celebrity guest judge and on camera. I would have gone, no, you not me. You know what me, they dude. should have? And they would have stepped away. So you can do that. I don't want to make you, you feel you know like unsafe going to these shows. Have you ever been to a, a, a Brazilian steak restaurant? Oh, and you, they need a green light, red light with mm -hmm. just a little card of the like. The thing is some girls want it. But they don't want to. Okay, act so like then they there's it. a yellow card. Too. Oh, you know what the you know what the, the red card is. You know what you I'm going, talking about. No, I'm though? good. Thank you, though. That's what. But you, you know said. what I'm talking about, though. The yes, meat thing. The, yeah. Well, it just would seem like it'd be like such an easy. Oh God! It was like a a lesser version of myself would have had a panic attack and like cry and like really cried because I felt I because I I do value like I know people think I'm a whore. I haven't had sex in at this point. I had not had sex in over two years, and this guy was. There was only a piece of two pieces of fabric separating his dick from my asshole, and it was just like, and I don't know him, and he's slamming yeah. it, and and literally, I'm, like, he, I'm we're fucking in a way that I I only fuck people I'm deeply in love with, yeah, and so it was just it was a violation. I think, uh, I think like that, like the whole consent thing in regards to that, like it just it's a it's a broader thing than what you're talking about, like where the idea is like I've never had a dick this close without sucking it, so. That guy hears that and he's like, "Oh, this chick." Oh, I am not blaming. No, the production no, no. Or I don't him. think. I don't think there's blame. I, I'm just saying. This that, is, goes like, back to the this, thing like, of like when you get accused of something or like someone confronts you about something. I'm confronting the Magic Mike show of like that made me uncomfortable and I did not like it. Am do I think you need to pay me for that or be punished? No. Do I think that guy was a bad person? Do I think that he yeah. doesn't know how to read women's cues? No, because I agreed to it the whole time. I had joked about, I I wasn't asking for it per yeah. se, but in, in a way I was because I consented along the way and I had every chance to opt out of it. It just went too far. And as soon as it went too far, thank God the guy, so, he was monitoring my face the whole time. And as soon as I just go and did the like cut across my neck, he rushed over so fast and was my hero and completely made me feel safe. And so in no way when I say I was violated on that show, it was something that I signed up for mm -hmm. and consented to and didn't know until it was already something I had. I'm allowed to feel violated and have it be, quote unquote, my fault. Yeah. Those and two I, and things I think can that, be. I mean, there was a story coexist. about a, a, a pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. Picture. Uh, uh, he, uh, oh, a pitcher, an actual pitcher. I don't want to mess his name up and like talk about another. But uh, Bauer, I think his last name was, where... A woman consul uh, consented to rough sex, mm. but then he took that what and then went. What does that mean? The extra mile, and now your version is like you consented to getting grinded to a point. But the second I said yeah. no, it stopped, yeah. and that's the difference. Yeah. And with rough sex, Sarah Schaefer, my old podcast co-host, uh, hooked up with a guy one time, and he's a famous person actually, mm -hmm. who has been me too since then. But oh wow, this was a story long before he had been me too. He was like a child like star like he he was a star when he was a kid but like at this point he was an adult but he was like still a disney kind of wow, figure and 
she said, you can be a little rough if you want. And he slapped her across the face so fucking hard. Like, as soon as she said, she thought, in her joke, she's like, I thought he would, like, take a piece of my hair and, like, just, like, gently pull it. And he just (laughs) fucking slapped the shit out of her. And it was like, that is so not what you can be a little rough or you can be really rough. That's not it. Take these things slow and be willing to not be humiliated when a girl goes, no, not like that. And don't go, you asked for it. It's okay that she asked for it and was wrong about her boundaries. And it's okay that you surpassed her boundaries if you were always taking those into consideration. We make mistakes. That's okay. And this is not my statement about being on that show. I want to be on that show again. I would do anything to be on that show again. I would not recommend any other show in Vegas besides that show. And I literally went into it thinking it would suck and I would have to act like I liked it. What about when the blue men ran a train on you without you asking? No, blue men is the same anxiety. (laughs) Being around doing this, there's it's an interesting point though of like it's hard to say no when there's a thousand people watching that are like cheering it on. Like the fact that you would say no and ruin the good time for everyone and else. And make it weird. But if you're alone, there's it's also a risk. But people a lot of times will go, Well, you're just it's just one person. You can no, make no, them. No, no, no. That is so much scarier because guess what? A guy that's Especially why people always if you're say, alone in a why, guy's, yeah. Bring, to bring up, to call back to Louie, I haven't talked about him in this context on the show this week, but when people say, the girls laughed when Louie took out his dick. They were giggling. Why? And they didn't tell him to stop. Well, when a guy takes out his dick when you don't want him to, you or on the train, if you see a guy take out his dick, and the girl, people go, why, why did you just freeze? The thing is, it's not because they're consenting or okay with it or because they kind of are interested and they want to see where it goes. It's because if a guy is willing to take out his dick when you don't expect it, what the fuck else is this guy capable of? That shows an error of judgment and an error in uh, respecting your space. So when a guy, you know when you see a guy walking down the street and he's muttering to himself? He hasn't done anything wrong. He's allowed to mutter to, to himself. But you cross the street because the guy who's muttering to himself is capable of pulling out a machete and slicing your head off. That's I in know, the same but, line. But I I agree with that to a point, though, because there's things that people have a moral, like, that can do things without it going to that. But yes. I understand, like, being But you're being also allowed to say, your dick that. is out, and I do not care for of this. Course. And I am not going to suck it. That is my number one thing. Once you're telling, talking to your kids tonight about their feelings towards uh, BTS, please remind your daughters if they're if a man takes out his penis, they do not have to do anything to it. Men often gaslight women thinking, my penis is out, it's penis time. Did you not get the memo? And the girl just does it because she doesn't want to embarrass him because it's so brave to take out your dick. I covered all of this in banging. Make sure your daughters know that men take their penises out way too soon and that they always will and that your daughter is right to be like, I don't want to do anything with this and that she's right to tell him to put it away because girls do not know that it took me 35 years to learn that you guys and not the whole 35 years. I mean, I wasn't dealing with dicks until far into my life. Yeah. That always reminds me of people were like on their vows. Yeah. I've been looking 35 years to find this woman. It's like, were you a horny toddler? Like, let's start it. Like maybe I, started looking at 20. I had a dark thought the other day where someone's like, I'm nine years cancer free. And I'm like, I'm 41 years cancer free. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. like we're bragging. By the way, you have cancer all the time. Your body's just fighting it. Oh, I'm, and my asshole's not. Okay, final thought. Here, can we go through these? Yeah. These are uh, maybe anxious attached, uh, you know, yeah. touch points. Thoughts and feelings that compel you to seek closeness with your partner. Thinking about your mate, difficulty concentrating on other things. 
remembering only their good qualities, Mm. putting them on a pedestal, underestimating your talents and abilities and overestimating theirs. An anxious feeling that goes away only when you are in contact with them. Believing this is your only chance for love, as in I'm only compatible with very few people. What are the chances I'll find another person like him or her? It takes years to meet someone new. I'll end up alone. Believing that even though you're an unhappy, you'd better not let go, as in if she leaves me, she'll turn into a great partner for someone else. Hmm. Or he can change. Or all couples have problems. We're not special in that regard. Those, if you resonate with any of those, you might be anxious attached. Now, I resonate with all, yeah. those all resonate with me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate when people say that you resonate with something. Those things resonate with me, yes. too. And I don't know what, I'm going to keep reading and find out more. I know, it's hard because those, you know what's interesting about all that is like, I feel like our friendship, I was anxious attached to this friendship. Yes. And you were avoidant. Yes. With me. Oh, absolutely. And the more secure you became with me of like feeling like, oh, I could you're tell se- you. Yeah, we could talk and you f- like, not respect, but like there was just a level of where we've met in the middle it's that has been. Yeah, and yeah, being yeah. And being like honest with you. Like, yeah, that did make me mad. And yeah, I was out of line and I'll try to do better. It's really is about communication. Yeah, it's and so honesty. much. And you can, ch- like, this proves the point, like, to know what I was saying. Like, you can change and it can be healthy and like, And you can say that you need things. Yeah. You can say if you're an anxious person, I just learned this and I just like kind of did this the other day where I said, I need to hear from you and I'm anxious, attached. It's not my fault. Yeah. It's like being a fucking She's not talking about me. Because this could be confusing. No, 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 no. But I like talking to someone. (laughs) I said, I'm anxious, attached and I I freak out when I don't hear from you because it's just the way I was raised. (laughs) It's irrational. But I start going to all these weird fucking places and it's not that abnormal. I'm a lot like other people. I'm just being honest with you. Like, this is how girls think. I need to hear from you when when I say, like, how are you? Like, I need something back. I need that. And if you can't give that to me, I totally understand but that's not something I'm going to compromise on because I'm going to live in constant hell mm-hmm. because of the way my brain is wired. It's not good. I'm not saying that I like this way. I'm trying my best to get better about this, but you need to help me out. Just like I need help. If you're in a wheelchair, I'm going to need you to push my wheelchair sometimes. Like and, I'm disabled in this way. And in my you got to be okay with that person going, I hear you. I empathize with you, but I can't be that person for you. And you got to be okay with that. No, you know what I mean? Or like, if they say that, go, okay, well, I, I don't, I can't yeah, be yeah. with you then. Yeah. Or they can say, I'm going to try my best and yeah. let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And if it's not enough for you, I'm out or yeah. you can go. But ha- being okay with what you need is a new thing to me. And I don't know if you're listening and you relate to that oh, at all, dude, but a being okay, percent. having Asking for things that you need that make you feel like too needy or a nag or like codependent. I I mean, two months ago, you could have asked me about this and I would have said, yeah, if you need things like that means that you don't like yourself and you need me. No, no, no. It's okay to need things from your parents, from your loved one. It's okay to say, I need that. And the fear is that they're going to say, I can't give that to you. And then you have to decide if you're willing to live a life of chronic anxiety and feeling not good enoughness because this person that you've chosen cannot meet your needs and there is someone out there that would Mm -hmm. there are people out there that can call you back or see a missed call from you and write to you and go hey what's up hon i'm sorry i'm busy and then there are people that go 
I, she is so needy. It's making me feel really like I don't like her anymore. And you shouldn't be with those people because they're not a good fit. And it sucks because we're attracted to these opposites. If any of this is interesting to you, please read attached along with me. And if you read, if you read it and you come across something that you would like me to expound on, or there's something I missed that I, you think I would really like, I'd love to like have a book club about this book because it's really, I'm taking it slow. I'm, I'm rereading things. Um, you can, it's a really fast read. You can download it on your phone. That's how I read it. Um, yeah. Cause I'm going to be talking about it for a bit and Maybe if the way that I'm talking about this makes you think of something else. A lot of people recommended me great books about this weird theory I was saying about like, I'm everyone. And I was like, I don't even know what I mean. People sent me all these great books about that theory. So thank you, besties. <laughs> and thank you, besties. It for- is funny. They're like, you're describing it. I see what you're trying to do. But here's some book. Like, like No, but I asked for I, that. Like I was like, do us, you know any like- literature about this? <laughs> here's how to buy a home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I besties are so smart, and some of them are. Oh, are yeah, like, sometimes they break down. Like so what I'm trying nice. to say, and I'm like, you should be talking, and I should be Dude, fucking picking up dog shit. Still. I'm gonna go on that Instagram live again today, uh, and pretty much every day this Christmas break because I'm not performing. It's just I am having the best time at my open mics on there. Thank you to everyone who's a regular uh, viewer of that. Um, my let guitar skills. Know we're gonna are, we're gonna be yeah. off next week. 11 episodes oh, yes. tomorrow. We're going to be off. Oh. What days? All week. next week, we're off. You're going to be in Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's actually really you guys. good for us. <laughs> I will be going live on Instagram. We'll both go live. Yeah, I'll, I'll I, do that. I don't mean to we'll promise him. Stuff. I will be going live on Instagram that. from Hawaii. I'll probably play guitar in my hotel room. Um, and I'll do it from inside a gator down in Florida. Yeah. We'll uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Sorry to take off for Christmas. I know that means a lot to you guys to have people there during the holidays. But um, we are always there in old episodes. Um, you can write to me and I'll suggest some podcasts that might keep you company. Uh, in other ways but yeah we're there for you follow us on instagram we have one more show tomorrow so don't worry andrew is going to be in michigan yeah i'm going to michigan i'm right gonna now. be here yeah he's driving to michigan with brenna Woo. um eight hours well that's a that's a good drive that'll yeah. be fun. fun yeah um we'll probably kill each other and uh we'll see you tomorrow here on the show and then yeah just prepare for next week we're gonna be off but uh we'll be on live so don't worry and go follow us on nikki glazer pod and thank you so much for joining us for coffee bags and t- coffee and tea bags mm-hmm. that's our that's our name of show. and uh, how are those glasses suiting you good i don't know if brenna loves them she said i look older which isn't a good thing yeah, for I mean, a younger woman to tell yeah, yeah you're already <laughs> it's already that's not yeah. i feel like you look younger <laughs> Huh. Well, don't be cut there and Jackson Mahomes. Jackson Holmes? Mahomes. Oh, is that a Patrick yeah. Mahomes? It's his, his brother, brother who's very annoying on TikTok and oh. everyone hates well, him. Well, good. Okay, good. As long as it's <laughs> valid. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.